Hello everybody, I am coming to you at 11.45 Pacific Standard Time on Sunday night. Uh, we just wrapped up recording the podcast, Benny, Steven, and I, and we went over all the action today in football. We also talked about the finals and the and what we think is going to happen in the series. We're going to do a more bigger preview of that after game one because uh, realistically it's all speculation right now. We all think the Lakers are going to win the series for what it's worth, but uh, we want to see the series go. Uh, but what we're going to open up the show with, and recorded this late, is Benny gave his rundown of the MLB playoffs. I said, you have three minutes, say whatever you want, we won't talk. He only took a minute. Uh, Benny is very fast with his words here. He did not mince them. He has some very awesome predictions. The MLB playoffs start Tuesday. We are in a uh, sports smorgasbord of sorts. This is that That's a tongue twister, by the way. This is amazing. I love that we have so many sports happening at the same time. I, for one, obviously, I think all of us will never forget 2020, but uh, all the sports happening at this time just feels like the, the fan dream because of how uh, much there is to watch and to bet on and to and to enjoy. So with that being said, here is Benny and Steven. Uh, we're going to open it up with a clip that we recorded at the end, and then we're going to get into our NFL reactions and uh, things like that. So here is Benny and Steven and I discussing all the action from Sunday week three in the NFL, doing a little NBA Finals prediction, and of course, Benny, our, our hallmark professional baseball player, giving his rundown on the MLB playoffs. Here we go. Okay, we're going to let Benny do a little baseball preview of the MLB playoffs. Uh, I have given him, I've carved out three minutes of time. Steven and I will not talk during this time. We want Benny to give us four teams that he thinks can win the, <laughs> the, MLB, the World Series with, uh, with analysis. So Benny, with that being said, you're, you're on the clock starting right now. Go. All right, new segment, okay? I don't need analysis. This is quick, okay? This segment's called Benny's Baseball Power Rankings, okay? Number one, Dodgers. Number two, my opinion, Yankees. Number three, Padres. Number four, Twins, all right? That's my four teams to watch in the playoffs. Uh, power arms, electrifying infielder middle infielder can't even think of his name <laughs> no i haven't been watching much baseball but uh those are the four teams to watch and yeah can can we get can we get you still have about two minutes and 30 seconds to go before your time's up no, can we that's, get, that's all yeah can oh, we get a player to watch can we get a player to watch on the yankees uh a player that you think is going to be explosive that maybe people haven't heard about too much Oh, they haven't. That, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. Nobody's heard of anybody in the base in, in, in the MLB. <laughs> hey, you name Aaron Judge. Gary Sanchez. Ooh. Give me some Gary Sanchez. Give me some Gary Sanchez. Okay. Yeah. How about the How about the Dodgers? Dodgers. Hmm. Give me some. Uh, hmm. Dodgers. I don't know. Give me some uh, Corey Seager. Well, Seags. Stepping okay. Up. How about the Padres? Padres. Let's see. Give me some Will Myers stepping up. Ooh, a little Willie. Yeah. Okay, and finally, give me, give me your twin. My twin. Give me some Rosario. Okay, that's a little out of left field. How about that? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Benny. Um, we're not going to talk about baseball here. We'll talk about the World Series champion when it happens. And honestly, the season of baseball, I cannot believe the regular season's already over. 
It Will was, the Dodgers uh, choke again in the World Series? That's my question. Well, this is your segment. You should be able to answer that question. Will they? Uh, I think they will. So who's your champion? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Yankees. Give you the Yankees. They got to win on Tuesday or else the they're Yanks. out. <laughs> That's a wild card team. They got to win on Tuesday or they're out, my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me the Yankees. I'm assuming since you're since you're since you're saying the Yankees will win the World Series, you're betting big on them on Tuesday. I'm not putting any money on any baseball. <laughs> you have no confidence in your World Series pick. Okay. <laughs> no, no lock, lock for the World Series. Will not put a dollar. No, that's not a lock. That's not a lock. Okay, that well, was Benny's lock of the year. Um, that was lock of the year. Honestly, Benny, here's the thing. Uh, great yeah. analysis. You said more than I would even know. I'm surprised you did Will Myers instead of Fernando Tatis. That's yeah, I mean, Fernando Tatis is the given, dude. He's, he's a but I said nobody knows any of them. I actually got to play against Fernando Tatis in uh, Arizona. Did he, did he hit a ground? Did he hit, like, sweet? Or well, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Ground? So, we were uh, – our pitcher was a, a lefty, um, had a really good changeup. He actually struck Tatis out twice. Hmm. And um, his third at bat, he hit a line drive up the middle that almost killed the kid. Headhunting. Yeah. Ooh. Let me ask you about baseball etiquette. You hit a ball up the middle that hits the pitcher in the back of the head or breaks his jaw. Is it appropriate to then bean the hitter the next time he's up to bat in the head? No. No. You, 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 can't, you don't aim that. You, you have no control over that. You, all you're trying to do is you're trying to make solid contact. You're not aiming back at the pitcher. When is it appropriate to throw at a batter, in your opinion? Ever? Or is it, is um, it appropriate? If he's talking a lot of shit, number one. Um, uh, I don't, I don't like, uh, I mean, when people like, you know, check out a home run for a second, that's fine. But then, you know, guys that like try to like stare down the pitcher and stuff. Like, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a pitcher, so I don't get the opportunity to hit people, but you know, uh, when people do stuff like that, I, I think it's warranted. Have you ever charged the mound? No, I've never charged the mound. Have you ever thought about charging the mound? I don't think I've ever been intentionally hit. But have you ever thought about charging the mound? Never. Never. I, I, dude, every time I get hit, I'm like, thank you. That's a free base. You know, I'm, that's, that's OBP, baby. When, I when, did that. Every time I got pass. hit in the back, of, when I was in Little League, every time I got it hit sucks. in the back of my head, it I thought about charging. <laughs> it sucks getting hit. It hurts like shit, especially, you know, when the guys are throwing 90 miles per hour, 95, you know, but uh, it's a free base. That's all I look at it as. You see, in Little League, Benny, when I got hit, I always thought about charging the mound every single time. Yeah, you could, but you didn't because you would get your ass beat. No, no, no. Listen, when I pitched, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I pitched, I used to throw at people. If they would, if they would, if they would step out of the them. box, they would step out of the <laughs> we box. We were throwing 35 heat. miles per hour. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. we, were, what, we were in sixth grade, right? I, I didn't throw that. Little League was like the 40-mile-per-hour pitching machine getting shelled. That's why I had to hit people. Hit, <laughs> hit them in the head. It hurts either way. You know, hit them in the shell. Okay, anyways. Sterling probably, Sterling probably got shelled so hard. That no, he, I wasn't bad at baseball. I, I wasn't bad at baseball. He probably intentionally hit like player. three batters in a row to get pulled. Well, I would hit three batters in a row if they, if they talk some shit. Yeah, of course. I'm throwing. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm going to bean some people. Uh, anyways, Benny, that was some ter- terrific analysis like from it. you. Uh, our local professional athlete that's, that's part of the pod. We love to hear yeah. it. Um, we'll Somebody sign me. Yeah, you're, somebody should sign you. I said you should start for the Mariners this whole season. 
Um, truthfully, uh, we will come back to you about the MLB playoff and your picks. I got from this that your final four are the Dodgers, the Padres, yep. and the Yankees and Twins. Now, yep. I don't know if you looked at brackets, but there's possibilities that they play each other before they reach. Yeah, I didn't look at brackets. I didn't look at brackets. Okay. Well, if they do play <laughs> each other, that's fine. Okay. Hey, that's just my power rankings. rankings. That's my power rankings. Okay. Okay. Well, that, we'll, we'll count it as that then, and we'll see how each of them do. Power we'll rankings talk about can baseball. change. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about baseball when the World Series is over, my friend. <laughs> we'll see how they we'll, we'll see how they ended up. Uh, you have Dodgers one though. You still think they're going to choke and Yankees? So, one of your top two is who your pick is. So, okay. Thank you, Benny. Thank you very much. Hello, Benny. Hello, Stephen. Welcome to the Sunday night edition of Sports with Sterling. Uh, tonight we are going to be talking about all the action from the best sport in the world, football which had yet another amazing week. I won some money. I lost some money on bets, as did Steven and Benny. Benny has got the gambling bug now. Welcome to the, welcome to the degenerate world. He has not lost money yet. That'll happen soon, my friend. Um, and, of course, after that, we are going to talk a little about the NBA Finals uh, because we have a matchup. LeBron and the, um, and the Lakers are taking on the Eric Spolstra-led Miami Heat, play great Great team basketball there. And uh, then maybe maybe we're going to give a little baseball preview with our resident professional player, Vinny Kalawahi, you know? He's a, he is a, yeah, he is a former pro himself. Hit a lot of bombs. A lot of bombs. You or Nelson Cruz, who can th- hit the ball farther? Uh, I don't Toss know. Toss-up, coin flip? It's a coin flip. He just kicked his. He just kicked his. Computer. On his best day, he could. On his best day, he's better than you on your best day. But on yeah. the average day, you're better than him. Steven, exactly. who can hit the ball far, farther? Nelson Cruz or Benny? Nelson Cruz. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. the correct answer. That's the correct. Okay, answer. I disagree. I hate Nelson Cruz. Uh, years with the Mariners, never won anything. He leaves and he's good. That's all I'm saying. He was good with the Mariners too, but he leaves and he's good and he actually makes the playoffs. So okay, hey, if you're listening, gonna... Nelly, we love you. Okay, you're welcome on the pod. Uh, unlike most other Mariners who are not welcome on the pod, Nelson Cruz, former Mariner, allowed on. Richie Sexton's allowed on the pod. Kenji Jojima's allowed on the pod. Absolutely. Ichiro's allowed on the pod. Felix. Hey, I met Ichiro. Did I tell you about that? You did, but that's a story at, for our baseball segment. We've talked too yeah. much about baseball at the beginning. For our 25 tops viewers or listeners, sorry about the long baseball intro. Uh, we screwed the pooch. I understand. So we're going to talk about football right now. Let's talk about Sunday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers, who I thought were the worst 13-3 and team of all time last season, have started out 3-0 and and have made me eat crow. And Aaron Rodgers, who looked like he was declining a little bit from his peak, has been playing at the level he played at in his two MVP seasons. Uh, they beat the Drew Brees, the duck-armed Drew Brees-led Saints, 37-30, a high-scoring game, the overhit, and... I'd like to uh, – I would be remiss if I did not mention I bet straight up on the Green Bay Packers to win this game drunkenly a few days ago, and they won it. So I'm very happy about this outcome. Uh, be- before I dive into what I saw and what I think, uh, Benny, what yes. do you think of this game, my friend? Um, I, I believe I picked the Saints in our uh, last week pod, but I put a bet on the Packers because – for the game, you know what? I just had a feeling they were going to win. And, uh, I mean, 
Dang, because I, I think you're right about Drew Brees. He's really not looking good. He does not pass the eye test. Uh, yeah, way to be way to be confident in your picks from from uh, Thursday. Though. Nothing, you know. There's nothing. Uh, obviously, they're still a solid team, but they just feel like they don't scare you. I mean, especially with Michael Thomas out. Um, and I don't know. I like Green Bay. They, they run the ball well. Um, they got enough on defense, and Rodgers looks like he's uh, he's back. Rodgers looks good. Steven, yeah. what do you have to say? Um, all aboard the Packers hype train. See, that's what I like about you. You, you, you give it quick and brief. You don't think about what you're saying. You just say it, and then you mute yourself. This is, this is an amazing trio we got here. So I got a few stats I'm going to give you, okay? First, about Taysom Hill, the most, the most overrated player in all of sports. I, he might be properly rated by some, but I feel like the Saints coaching staff overrate him to the point where he is the most overrated player in sports. Taysom Hill's cap hit is four times larger than Cam Newton's this season. Hill's cap hit next season is $16 million. Cam doesn't have a contract for next season, so you can't compare the two figures. Cam will make more than $16 million next year. But this season, Hill makes four times more than him still. And $16 million for a gadget player is insane. His total stats, Taysom Hill, is 625 total yards and 157 passing yards in 34 games. And they continue to use him. Continue to use him in impact plays. The game switched when he turned the ball over on that fumble on the read option to, uh, I think it was Murray in the game. So here's a, here's a little fun fact. Kamara was averaging almost 10 yards per carry tonight. Murray was averaging five. But instead of giving it to either of them on a third and one, they gave it to their third string quarterback. What are they thinking? Uh, yeah. They're, they're trying to be too cute. Yeah. Taysom Hill sucks, and he should never see the field in an NFL. I, I don't understand how he got the money he got. He has to know something about Sean Payton or the, the GM or ownership. Or they're just family friends. They're giving, him a, they're giving him a solid. He's bad. He's not a good football player. You get, a lot of people could do what he does. It's, it's not that hard. And he got a lot of money for doing that. You don't think Alvin Kamara can throw the ball a little? You don't think he can toss the rock? Right? Yeah, he can't do what Taysom like, Hill does? I feel like Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill would be a better player player either way if he just like stuck to one position you know if he like if he just played you know like a like an h-back or like a, a move tight end kind of position but he's not good at any of those they gave the ball he, he's not a good player like he's an average guy at he's an average player at football he'd be uh, a good he's gunner pretty athletic. he's big but he's not good at any of the things he's just average he could do a lot of he's the he's a jackass of all trades like i like i call people He's not a jack of all trades. He's a jackass of all trades because he's average at everything. Right. And they gave him, they gave him a big contract. That's a 8 million yeah. a year. It's yeah, a big should, contract. I don't think he should get that kind of money, but I think, I think guys like that are valuable at, uh, rounding out your roster, but they're not guys you pay like that. He was know? valuable to the Packers tonight. Lost the saints, the game on that turnover. That was yeah, a very yeah. impactful turnover. The, um, the, the saints, the saints do kind of get too cute with him. But I would love to have a guy like that on my team, not paying him $16 million for sure. But if you could have a guy who could be your third-string quarterback, uh, basically your emergency quarterback, and, you know, play tight end, uh, play special teams, run the ball occasionally, you know. But would you actually, Benny? Because what he yeah. does – I mean, maybe you're saying you would like him in a different role, but what he does on the Saints is take snaps away from their franchise QB, which is good at this point because Drew Brees is bad, and we'll talk about that in a second. But Taysom Hill – should never get a snap. He should never get the ball snapped to him. 
Drew Brees should never take snaps off if that's your franchise guy. If he was on the Seahawks, you would be infuriated every time he got behind be, behind center. Yeah. Because it would take snaps away from Russell Wilson. It would. He, he can play tight end. He's a bad tight end. He's not a good blocker. He's a decent pass catcher. And he's not a good runner. He's a good gunner. Like, he's a good uh, on punts. He's good at covering punts. And to give him that type of contract, it is the most – it's equivalent to paying – uh, Timothy Mozgov, all that money he got back in the 2016 cap hike or cap mm-hmm. spike times two. That's what it's equivalent to. It makes no sense. And that contract is untradeable. Nobody would want that guy for that money. Yeah. And uh, they're stuck with him. But that's not the biggest story here. It's the story that I always feel like I need to talk about because I really think Taysom Hill is bad. And it's, it's hilarious that they, that they, that Saints fans and the Saints coaching staff continuously talk of Drew Brees, but then pull him out randomly to give the ball to a, a gadget player all the time. It makes no sense yeah. to me. The big thing here, though, is we're three weeks in and Drew Brees looks like his arm is toast. And you look Five at yards this, average target, right? Well, uh, it was like 4.6. Yeah. And if you look at the arm, it just. It looks. It does not look like he's able to put any umph on the ball. I will. I'll give you this. Um, this stat right here. Uh, his air yards per attempt, and this was showing on uh, NBC tonight. But in 2016, it was 7.6, 28. 2017, 6.3, last. 2018, 7.1, 29th. 2019, 6.7, 30th. And then this year, after that game, 4.8, which is last. Now, wow. in years prior. Obviously, in 2016 and 2017, he was a good quarterback, right? But then he was cerebral with accuracy, and he would hit people that are open. And if you had it, you needed a 15- or 20-yard pass, he can hit that. Now he can't hit those. And his stats looked good tonight, but his stats look good because Alvin Kamara is a cheat code and yep. is, uh, was, you know, he plays out of his mind every game. And he's you get that's what's saving Drew Brees. If if Alvin Kamara wasn't in there and they only had Latavius Murray and Taysom Hill in their backfield, he would have been toast this whole game. And he the stats were okay there, but really what's concerning is the arm. There is gonna be a time in the in the next coming up games where teams will stop doing two safeties. They're just gonna put somebody else in the box or double Kamara. And when Michael Thomas comes back, a lot of people are all that that will solve the problem. It won't because Michael Thomas is not a long route runner either. He's not an explosive play receiver. He he gets underneath and he and he catches the ball and he's really good at yeah, separation but, there. But they're good at that when they have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. But dude, do you I, think they're still good at that when Drew Brees? I really agree. Yeah, I can put but I want to say something about Alvin Kamara. The guy is He's my favorite player. He's my favorite running back to watch, hands down. He's like the definition of, of smooth. Like he slippery, like, oh, dude, it's everything he does looks effortless. He's great. Would you agree? Yeah, he's, he's great. And he looks yeah. like he bounces off people when they try to tackle him. Yeah, he, um, never, he rarely gets hit hard. Yeah, that's, that's the key to it, too. He, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen him get, like, get knocked Blown down, up. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's I think really, it was one time I've seen him. I remember like they – Playing the Cowboys last year, I think uh, Jalen Smith just targeted him right in the head. They took him out after that, you know, but that's the only time I've seen him get crushed. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He is amazing. And Drew Brees relies on him a ton, and it works out because he's that talented. But mm-hmm. it's not going to work out as teams start to. 
I think teams are still scared to do what I'm saying they should do. And I'm not saying I'm a coach or anything, but if I see this quarterback throwing it like this, I am putting nine people on the line of scrimmage, not blitzing it, but putting nine people on the line of scrimmage and forcing receivers to beat me over the top. And if Drew Brees hits three of those, then I'd reevaluate the defensive decision. But I don't think he can hit those. And yeah. I don't think he's accurate enough or putting enough umph on the ball anymore to where um, he's going to fit them in tight windows on, on slants and stuff. His best thing today, the only thing that worked for him all day was throwing uh, screen passes to Kamara where there was nobody around for, yeah. for two or three yards. Like there was separation there. Uh, as for receivers getting open, the only drive he had that he actually looked good on was uh, in garbage time when they were down two scores and they got the field goal with the last drive. So I, Drew Brees, I'm very concerned with, I, I've obviously not been a fan of him on our podcast or in our group chats. I, I think he's very overrated and he's a stack compiler, but uh, he's an all time great and he just looks done. And the saints window is tied to him because they have a lot of cap issues starting first and foremost with Taysom Hill, but they have a lot of money tied up and they, it looks like it's over. For Breeze and they're one and two now they're no longer in the lead of the division and it's not going to be an easy division to win with uh, the Falcons continuing yeah. to Falcon and the Panthers looking like they're not trying to really win either they only have to worry about the Bucks but the Bucks look like they're hitting on all cylinders now so yeah uh, good luck to the Saints and to Drew Brees but it looks like it's not going to happen again. Looks like 2009 and Bounty Gate is your only uh, your only title. And Vinny, I know you said Bounty Gate's badass. They should probably bring that back if they want to win another ring because uh, they they're should. not going to beat teams the old-fashioned way. So, with do you have anything you'd like to add, Stephen? Are you trying to you trying to uh, be be very be very coy on this one? No, I agree. I was agreeing with uh, Benny when he was saying. I think when Michael Thomas comes back, it'll help them just run the offense they actually want to run. But okay. yeah, no, I, I don't think, I don't think he's washed, but I still don't think the Saints are a bad team whatsoever. I still think they could win the division. He's okay. off the Drew Brees hype train. I'm off. I, I don't think I ever, I don't think I even got my ticket to the hype train. <laughs> Neither did I. I honestly, I said, I got the ticket. I ripped it up. I said, I'm not going on that train. It's derailing. I predicted a de- derailment and I didn't want to be on it. So uh, it's going very slowly. That's what the, the inverse to that is the Packers who we just basically we both we all three of us said that they look really good Aaron Rodgers looks really good and I love I like what I'm seeing they still when Devontae Adams was out this game too it's not Michael Thomas was the only one out Devontae Adams was out and Rodgers was was Aaron it out get it Aaron Aaron (laughs) yeah I got a little fun right there and uh he was hitting Lazard for huge gains the running game there works well. They have a good offensive line, and the defense look, looks really, looks like it's the same defense from last year, which was their st- strong uh, strong suit. So I like this team, and if you look at the Packers' schedule, they can really run off a lot of wins this year, uh, similar to last year. Their schedule is not hard. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'm pulling it up right now. So next week they got the Falcons. Do, do you have any faith in the Falcons? Then they got the Bucks. Now that's a good game. Then they got the Texans, the Vikings, the 49ers, who might be healed by then. But then it gets really easy. It goes Jaguars, uh, Colts, Bears, Eagles, Lions, Panthers. And then the final wow. two games are the Titans and the Bears again. So, Hey, is it just me? Or does it seem like there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year? I think it's every year, honestly. I think that 
every year before the season goes, we're like, this team might be good. And then a week or two weeks or three weeks in, we're like, wow, we were wrong about this. Uh, it seems like it's like that every year to me. A lot least. of bad teams this year, dude. There's a lot of injuries that, yeah. uh, that, that happen every year, but they have, they really all bulked up in the last, in the first and second week of the season, especially last week. This was a, a strangely good injury free week. Uh, there were injuries, but there was nothing, nothing as, you know, explosive as last week where, you know, the NFL lost 10 of their biggest stars, five of their biggest yeah. stars with uh, season enders. So that Packers schedule though looks easy. And they're, I have a futures bet on them to win the division, got plus odds on it, and they're going to win the division. Yeah. They look good, and they're going to win 12 to 13 games, I think, this year. It's, it's not too difficult of schedule. I could see hiccups against the Bucks. Maybe against the Texans if Watson is playing great, and maybe the 49ers if they get healthy. But outside of those three games, they might drop one, but it's not it's unlikely, right? They're gonna be favored in every game, if especially mm-hmm. if they continue to roll like they have. So good job, Packers. Uh good job, Aaron Rodgers. I I really like Aaron Rodgers and uh he's playing with a little fire, right? You know, we did a whole bunch of cliches, yeah. but there's fire in his belly. He he And some pizzazz. You see the no look pass? Hey, he's he's good at that. And yeah. uh before Pat Mahomes came uh, into the league, and I still think it's a, a a debate. Aaron Rodgers is the best thrower of the football I've ever I've ever watched. So, yeah. and he looks good again. So uh, they should not have drafted Jordan Love. That's still a dumb pick, but maybe they did, did to motivate him. Which, if that's the case, good job by you. Um, next up, we can we can uh, continue this. We can continue this discussion off air if you have any more points about Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. The there's two marquee really good games this weekend that I have at the top of the list, and that is Cowboys Seahawks and Bills Rams. So we could start with the Cowboys and Seahawks because that was a later game, more more recent, more recall for us. Uh, Benny, the local Seahawk fan of our trio, would you like to talk me through your feelings after after the uh, after yet another close, kind of last second win against uh, against that Dallas team? Yeah, uh, I mean, Seahawks are just good at uh, winning close games. Um, I think actually this game, uh, you know, there's a couple mistakes like the, the DK Metcalf fumble in the back of the end zone. It could have been, you know, it could have been uh, a lot larger margin of victory for the Seahawks. But, um, I mean, geez, Russell Wilson, he just looks amazing. And, yeah, I do agree with you that they're, they're secondary is hot garbage, especially right now. But they are dealing with a lot, a lot of injuries on defense. Um, I think that as long as they can eventually get healthy, you know, uh, towards the end of the season, um, they'll be fine. Russell Wilson will win them enough games to get into the playoffs, um, even if their defense is unhealthy like it is right now. Um, but I'm really uh, – you're happy with it. Happy. Uh, and it's always nice to beat the Cowboys. It's just it's awesome. Well, they're 3-0, and which that's good. They beat, I'd say, two good teams in the yeah. Patriots and the Cowboys, so that's good. My concern is still the defense, which is what you just mentioned. Russell Wilson has played amazing. This pace won't continue. I don't care what anybody says. He, he can average three touchdowns a game, and that would be a drop-off from how he's playing uh, stats-wise. And for everybody saying he's running with, away with the MVP, I have somebody to mention next game that uh, is not out of the discussion. That's Josh Allen, by the way. Yeah. Look at his stats. 
Wilson would win over Josh Allen. I'm just saying Josh Allen has played phenomenal and Aaron Rodgers too, by the way. But he Wilson has been the best through the first three weeks. No doubt about it. His stats are great. Uh, this game, he was a little – the touchdowns were great. The passing was not as crisp as it was in the first two weeks. He was missing more more people than he had previously. I mean, what do you have? 11 com- incompletions total in the first two weeks. So, yeah. uh, that's to be expected. That's It's not – realistic to expect him to continue that what he was on but five touchdowns is great they looked good but the concern and i i'm i'm trying i'm not trying to be a hater on the seahawks because i am a hater on the seahawks but i'm trying to actually be like a voice of reason to tie into other seahawks fans is that they aren't winning the super bowl if this defense continues to give up this type of yardage it just won't happen wilson will have an off day off game or something or you know a game where he doesn't throw five touchdowns and they're not winning that game if, if that happens in the playoffs or in, in a regular season game. Obviously, in the playoffs, it would be worse if it happened. I, that defense is bad, man. And there are injuries, but every team deals with injuries. And I don't think when they're fully healthy, they're much better. It's just they don't have people that can cover good wideouts. They don't have a, much of a pass rush. And with, with that comes, you know, a a breakdown in coverage all the time. The Cowboys, the reason the Seahawks won this game is the Cowboys have about the same level of secondary as Seattle. Very bad. They have no secondary. And those touchdown passes, uh, they go to Russell Wilson. But you should also credit the, the Cowboys secondary for letting Tyler Lockett get open on three, three of the same exact routes for all three of his touchdowns. I think they were yeah. all the same underneath a routes. Drag route. Yeah, a drag route. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's very – for the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. I said that they're going to be a, a bubble team at the start of this. I, I think I said they'll finish third in the division. I'm not saying – I don't think they're yeah. going to win the division still. I still think Hot they're going to be 49ers. Bad beat. I don't think it's a bad beat. I think there's a good chance they still finish third. They, they have won all three of their games very close. And if that's the brand of football they play, which it is historically and this year yeah. so far, the games will go against you eventually. And they'll lose games like they, like they won today. And so – I, I still think they're good. I'm not, I'm not shitting on them, but I, uh, I think the secondary is, is one of the worst we've ever seen, and it's not going to get better. The, the more likely thing that happens is Wilson you know, comes back to a little normalcy and reverts to the mean of his career instead of playing out of his mind like he has been. Then the Seahawks secondary suddenly getting good. And if the Seahawks secondary suddenly gets good, they're going to they're gonna win the Super Bowl. It's as simple as that. And I don't think that they can just change their performance and become like click on and be like, okay, we're going to play defense now. Yeah. Because it's, like- it's every drive. They're getting, they're getting, they're getting, uh, you know, they're like a bleeding sieve. It just keeps bleeding and they are allowing a lot of points and a lot of yards. And I think that the Cowboys offense was moving a lot better than the Seahawks offense this, this, this game. I'd say that, you know, the two, the two, re- the two big things that happened to the Cowboys was that, uh, the bad interception that Dak threw in the fumble, both in his both in uh, his territory. So, and obviously, yeah, the DK the DK fumble was terrible, and that's indefensible by DK Metcalf as well. Yeah, so, won't happen again. Hopefully, you never know. I mean, that's know. that's something you learn from right there. Uh, yeah, but hopefully. So, Stephen, ten seconds, your take on the game. Uh, if I end up losing my fantasy. Uh, match this week. It's due to DK Metcalf uh, just not even holding the fucking ball. That's the only thing I care about in that game. Okay. Okay. Really good game. Uh, entertaining down to the last second. By the way, the, the Seahawks who get no pressure at, at all, uh, the last two snaps, the third and fourth down, got 
pre- sacked Dak Prescott with a three-man rush and then got pressure yeah. on the final play with a three-man rush. So uh, maybe that's the defense they should play. Drop eight, just rush three. Yeah. Here, here's, here's that would get they would rat, run the hell out of the ball if they did yeah, that every well, play. But I was thinking like their their pass that's, they need better pass rush, right? But like it stepped up at the end of the game somehow. Yeah. For, as for the Cowboys, I I I think they're gonna win that division. Still, the division sucks. There's they're the only competent team. But it's funny because the Eagles are. I was wrong on the Eagles. You were very wrong on the Eagles, Vinny. Washington it was. is yeah. Eh. Is me. And then we're going to talk about the Giants a little bit later when, when we do a little segment where I say, should the NFL move both of the NFL teams out of that city? I don't think either of those teams deserve to be in a big market. Just like, you know, how LA lost teams for about 30 years. Maybe it's time to move teams from New York. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but for, for Dallas or for the Seahawks, um, I, I'm pulling up their schedule coming up and they are definitely going to win next week. And probably they're probably going to start off five and zero, and then they play the Cardinals, and those are always close games. So they play the Dolphins and Vikings. Uh, so five and zero, they're going to make the playoffs. Simple as that. Yeah, that's really all I have to say about them. They're going to be good. I just think that defense is really bad. And next week against the Dolphins, I think is actually a big a big test for their defense. And because if Fitzpatrick puts up four hundred yards, what are you going to say then? Because we're going to talk about that game next week. What would you say? It's with magic. Them? What are you saying? You're going to give it a little magic? You're going to say it's magic? Yeah, if it's magic, baby. Okay. What if Kirk Cousins does it the next week? Captain Kirk? I'm out. <laughs> okay, then, then you'll be done. Okay. So two more weeks of that, and then Vinny will be like, ah, okay, I admit it's not just injuries or anything. It's systematic. It's systematic. Um, okay. That was a great game. The best game of the morning slate outside of that Eagles-Bengals game, which was not a good game. It was just a, it went on for five hours. Forever. Was the Bills and Rams? Buffalo three and zero. Little help from the from the zebras at the end of that game. Terrible call against the Rams, but the Rams have benefited by calls before. Uh, Rams, I think, were down twenty eight three, historic score, or around that, and they came back and took the lead. They should have won the game, and they lost the in the you know in the last second to. Yeah. Uh, a thriving Josh Allen, who I always said was the weakness of the Bills, and I still question if he's good or not. Do you still question that, either of you? Um, Is Josh Allen a good quarterback? I think that, obviously, Josh Allen has all the tools, you know? And I think we're seeing him... What tools? What tools are you speaking of? He has a hammer. Huge... (laughs) Hacks off? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a... He has a cannon. So while Taysom Hill is the jackass of all trades. He's got, he's got some wheels. Josh Allen is the jack of all trades. Is that what you're saying? Oh, before, no. before I say this, I also want to say this. This is the, the, about the Seahawks secondary. I forgot to do this. I'm just going to throw this in there now before you do your Josh Allen bit. Um, the Seahawks used to be the Legion of Boom. They're now the Legion of Shit. That's all I got to say. Okay, we can go on to Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> speak, speak your Josh That's Allen. No, he's got, he's got a cannon, obviously. Um, he is a great scrambler. I think he had, he now has a, a respectable. I mean, not that John Brown was a slouch, but he has you know he has a. He's uh, a number one. Yeah, he has a number one. He has an intimidating uh, weapon now, right? Mm-hmm. I think that they're just that that that. I feel like that's what good coaching is is like using your players' strengths, and yeah. they're doing a good job of that right now. Like obviously. 
Belichick's like the best at it. He's he's, you know, changing his. I mean, I know he's not offensive coordinator, but you know, changing their play style to fit Cam Newton. I think that's kind of what the you see the Bills are doing. You know, they're they're letting, you know, him. More and more teams should do that. By the way, he's he's like he's like the second coming. He's like Cam Newton to me. You know, he's kind of like Cam Newton. Yeah, I I see that. I see the comparables because he's a big guy that that can yeah. scramble and has a big arm. Uh, I think he's a lot more sporadic. I know you're not saying that the same player. He's a lot more sporadic, like that that pitch, the lateral. Yeah, the lateral yeah. in the playoffs last year, and then the lateral. Oh, he dude, did. that's yeah. It's terrible. It's very. It's and that that hopefully will change, but um, I actually hope it doesn't because I hate the Bills because I like the Pats. But uh, I think it's fun to watch, but for, it for sucks Josh when he makes the mistake. You know, the team's good. I still think the Patriots take the division. I I. I honestly, I, I didn't watch too much of this game except for on red zone because I was I had money in other games. I actually bet on the Rams here, and uh, they got hosed by the refs on that on that uh, pass interference on fourth down. Mm-hmm. That was not a good call. But I'm more bullish on both of these teams. I thought the Bills were kind of pretenders. They beat up on the Jets and the Dolphins, and now they beat up on what I think is one of the top five teams in football on the Rams. They kind of blew it. And then usually when that happens, the team that blows it never wins, you know? It usually it, ki- it kills their, uh, their momentum totally. When you're up 20 points and then you give up the lead, do, do teams ever win after giving up the lead after being up 20? Can you – they don't, do they? Yeah. It doesn't happen. That's, doesn't happen. It's tough. And so I, I think that shows a lot of moxie out of them. And I think this build team's good, and they, they, they have a pretty they have a pretty easy schedule too. I mean, I can look at all these team schedules and say they're easy schedules because you're right. There's a lot of bad teams, but uh, the Bills do have a genuinely easy schedule, and so we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of this Buffalo team, and I think they're built for for the future too. I think they're gonna be good for quite a while. Sean McDermott, one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL, looks yeah. like Bill Burr, but <laughs> he's a hell of a coach. You got anything to say, Stephen, about the Bills and Josh Allen? Uh, no, I think I think he's legit. I think it's uh just between Russell and him for MVP like talks right now. Roger like Tyler was gonna down. was gonna go off again this week, but that didn't happen. So your between bird, them two, bird parlay, R.I.P. the birds. Um, yeah. As for the Rams, it I think it I think it's good. I still think they're gonna win a lot of games and be a great team because McVeigh is still an offensive genius. Aaron Donald for in the fourth quarter went absolutely berserk. It looked like his eyes were turned into the devil. He was, he was, I think he got like three sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery. What he, he's the best defensive player, right? Yeah. No argument. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Number one, definitely. Yeah. He's generational and he, he's paid a lot of money, but I still think he's underpaid because he gets similar contracts to people like Joey Bosa and to Khalil Mack. Aaron Donald should be making a lot more than those guys because what he does, he's an interior defensive lineman that gets like 18 sacks a year. It's a, a game record. Yeah. You can't run the ball at him. You'll get tackled, you know, for a loss. Yeah, you you got to double team him in pass rush situations. Yeah. He's, I think he is quarterbacks, obviously the most important position, but I think he's the best football player by quite a wide margin too, you know? So I think the Rams are going to win a lot of games, as I, as I said earlier or a couple seconds ago. This loss doesn't really mean much to me. It shows that they're willing to compete the whole game and not just give up, which I think is good in a team. And as is tradition, they have a pretty easy schedule outside of their division games. So they are going to 
those division games are huge, right? Those are what's going to decide the division because yeah. all four teams are competitive. Wow, but, Captain Obvious making an appearance again. You know what? Go to hell. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. And right now we're gonna take a quick break with for our, for our friends of Coors Light. I actually have to go grab another bullet. That's why we're taking this break. Uh, both of you get some refreshments in you. We will be right back, and we are gonna talk about the the another historic Falcons collapse. It keeps happening, folks. Be right back. Coors Light. I actually just got one of these bad boys out of the out of the refrigerator. There you go. Cracking one open. Listen, I'm about at my wits end. I need a sponsorship. I've spent way too much money on this beer in the last year and a half. Uh, come on, help me out. It's not that hard. Billion dollar company helping out the average man. Come on. Come on. What can I do? Listen, I'm going to take a sip of this right now. Ooh, brain freeze. Cold as the Rockies. Love it. Coors Light, back to the show. Football picks coming up right now. You know what that sound is? That's a bullet. Okay. I needed to drink a little. I needed to take a sip before I talk about this game. Um, The Falcons. Will Dan Quinn have a job when this episode is posted? He gets posted at at 7 a.m. tomorrow or 8 a.m. You think he will? He will, but he shouldn't. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm thinking uh, around their bye week, he might. Yeah. How does this keep you happening? Have, do you have the stat on the on their win percentage? Did you, did you were you the one that retweeted that? Was I the one that retweeted it about which stat? I, I, probably, so they, I probably did. They were the they were the first team ever to have a 99.7 percent chance to win a game and a 99.1 mm-hmm. percent chance to win a game. And that's like one in like 90,000 chance of that happening. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't lose these games. And the last game, at least they lost to a, a good team. You know, the Cowboys, at least that offense and score points. And the, I don't care about, well, I don't care about Nick Foles and what he did against the Patriots. That, that will forever haunt me more than the Eli Manning losses because it was Nick Foles in a one-time thing. But, and I was also older and more rational about sports fandom then. Uh, not more rational, more, more irrational, because I, uh, I get very angry at the games now. Back in 2011, when I was like, you know, uh, 13 or 14, not that irrational. And in 2007, I was, I was 12 or 11. And I, yeah, I bawled my eyes out at each of those losses, including the one to the Nick Foles-led Eagle. I, Eagles, I remember I went into my closet and laid down with a, with a glass of, uh, of uh, Grey Goose and orange Scotch. juice <laughs> filled to the brim. I was drunk as a skunk. Sad crying tears were down my face tom's never gonna win another one this was his last chance he's on promise that's what i was saying and they won the next year so i was uh i was wrong thankfully but basically i just went on a dumb tangent i'm gonna just say this mitch trubisky sucks good they benched him the bears are three and oh which is crazy something i would not have expected coming into this no. season but uh they have not played near not they've played nobody to be three and oh um but again, to your point, I'm a, I'm a broken clock. I keep saying the same thing. Uh, there's a lot of bad teams. And these 3-0 and teams are likely to make broken the playoffs, record. right? Broken the, Bear, record. the Bears are – yeah, I'm a broken record, not a broken clock. Broken clocks right twice a day. That's Benny. You're a broken record. Uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that the, the Bears are probably making the playoffs, right? 3-0? Probably yeah, with you three in. teams, yeah. So there's not many teams that are undefeated right now. And they look 
competent at times and very incompetent at others. That was with Trubisky and Foles. But truthfully, the story here is the Falcons. Yet again. Do it again to me. Next week, the Falcons are probably going to lose again. And I'll pick them again, by the way. I'm never betting on the Falcons. They're, they're, done. they're on my blacklist. <laughs> uh, they're not getting bet on for the rest of the season. Maybe an over, but I will never bet on them to win a game or to cover spreads. So I'm going to look up the Falcons uh, schedule. They play, oh, they play the Packers. That'll be fun. Yeah, they play the Packers. Oh. Do the Falcons take a lead in that game and then blow it? Yes or no? Or do the, do the Packers just win, win outright easy? I don't think they take a lead. Pound the over. Pound the over, yeah, yes. Pound the over. Monday Night Football, by the way, next week. We will pick that game. We will pick that game uh, on, on Thursday or on Wednesday night. Um, the story here, though, and I just basically wrote Falcons collapse again. And last week I sent you guys a text of what we were talking about, and it was, I said Falcons collapse. Uh, Falcons <laughs> collapse again. And Nick Foles is not a starter. That visor should be illegal. Too dark. You can't see the quarterback's eyes. I liked it. It was dope. I think every quarterback should put one of those on then. They're, they're better with Foles, dude. I, I, well, duh. Foles is a lot better than Trubisky. I know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It just, you know, it makes them a lot more predictable and, you know, more, more, conf- are pre- a lot more confidence in them with Foles. Yeah, I think Foles the, – the fact that they started and Trubisky – Yeah, he, Foles is a good quarterback. I mean, yeah. he, the problem with him has always been his health, and he always gets hurt. So – uh, if he stays healthy, they're going to be a better team than with Trubisky, who is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. And he has no confidence. Hey, Trubisky's 3-0 in games he started, though. Yeah, Ooh. I know. He's got a good record hey, in his career. Yeah. His, <laughs> his record is not bad by, by any means. I think he won 12 games in one year. The other, another year, I, I think he has a heavily positive record. But they're winning yeah. in spite of him, not because of him. So. Yeah, true. I don't have too much to say about this game except that Arthur Blank, who is the owner of the Falcons, he's one of the nicest owners in sports. Uh, Everybody loves him. Nobody can ever say anything bad about him. But he has allowed Dan Quinn too much of a leash. He should have been fired in the offseason, and now this is another season down the drain. And people are starting to talk about should they they move on from Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's contract's huge, and – he, he's not he's on the other side of 30 now i like matt ryan a lot i think he's a very talented quarterback but the game is evolving away from the way he plays right when we talked about statues i never mentioned him or matthew stafford but they're still in their you know early mid mid or early to mid 30s they're not they're not near what tom brady or drew Brees is is mm-hmm. it time to move on because you could probably get a first rounder for matt ryan for one of these teams that needs a that's drafting the jets if they have the third pick you can probably get, get the third pick for Matt Ryan and Darnold, right? Something like that. Uh, I don't know if they do that, but I'm just, I'm just throwing things out there. I'm just like, is it another year's thrown down the drain? They were in the Super Bowl three years ago. You know? See, I don't think they get rid of Matt Ryan. I think they just they, – here's what's going to happen. They get, they get a new coach in there, and, and Matt Ryan's still a good player. You know, there, there's offensive weapons. I'd say that is an appealing job. Oh, very appealing. What you got to fix the defense. You got to fix the defense. You have a franchise quarterback. You have a guy like Julio, you know. He's uh, a little old, but I mean, Ridley. And Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Calvin Ridley, and, yeah. And Gage is good. No, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not, I'm not saying Matt Ryan should be traded. I'm just throwing things out there because it's another year wasted. This year is done for them. They're not winning this division. And 
even if they get to the playoffs by some miracle, I don't think there's a chance because of the, the I think the wild card winners and wild card teams are going to have better records than, than we think because of the NFC West and, uh, and also probably two teams from the South have a good chance with the saints and the, and the bucks. So I do not know what their pathway is. Dan Quinn, you're right. Probably won't be fired tomorrow. He should be, he should have been fired after last season, but they'll probably wait till the bye week and yeah. they squandered yet another season. So Sucks for Falcons fans. I think we talked about this. Atlanta sports fans are probably the most tortured. It's, uh, it's, it's sad for some. For others, it's funny. I laughed when they blew the 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. thought it was hilarious. One of the greatest moments of my life, honestly, was them doing that. Now, if I'm a Falcons fan, I'd stop my fandom if that happened to me. And these last two weeks, I'd boycott the season if I was a Falcons fan. You are wa- if, if my team blows these two leads to lose, I'm done. I'm out. Oh, See yeah. you next year. See you next year. When Dan Quinn gets fired, that's when I rejoin. Um, <laughs> promise you when Dan Quinn gets fired, I don't care what week it is, they win the next game, by the way, with the interim head coach. Promise right. you. Um, but that's all, that's all I have to say about that. We talked a little too much about this game. Uh, Bears, though, 3-0, and we will see what happens. I do not think they're good. Dude, yet. Dan Quinn's got to know he's getting fired, dude. Like yeah. when you mess up real bad at work, <laughs> you're just like, oh yeah. Shit. It's like it's like if you if you if you dump a vat of acid on the ground in in in, in your job, guess what? You're getting fired. You know it. You're walking into work the next day. You're like, oh. HR yeah. wants to see you. You know, uh oh, this ain't gonna be good. So, uh, Dan Quinn, Adam Gase, they're both terrible, and they're both getting fired. We're gonna talk about Adam Gase soon. I just wanted to throw that in there because I I despise that man. Uh, okay. The next game we're talking about, we can be brief on a few of these, is the Bucks broncos The Broncos, if you didn't know, is Steven's favorite team. They're, they're hot garbage. There was a graphic that showed every quarterback that has started the game since they won the Super Bowl. It's a very sad list. It's actually probably worse than the Browns and who they Osweiler. started in 2000. Osweiler. Osweiler, Simeon. There's so oh, many. Simeon, yeah. I forgot about him. Case Keenum. Paxton Lynch. Case Keenum. Lynch. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Joe Flacco. Flacco. Wow. I, 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 I could go on. I just don't, I don't know anything about him. It's a terrible <laughs> list. Uh, speaking of people yeah. that should be fired, John oh. Elway makes another yeah. appearance and Vic Fangio. But anyways, what I wrote for this is Brady actually looked good this game. He, he looked real rusty in week one against the Saints. He looked a little better last week and he – he looked really good this week. And, he, yeah, they were playing against a bad team. And, I mean, I'm not putting too much chips into this, but him and Mike Evans have a real connection. Gronk actually got into the game plan this week. I think he had six catches. And Godwin tweaked his hamstring. Hopefully that's not too bad. But this team looks really good. And the defense is what I'm most optimistic about for the, for the Bucks. They look really good. They look like the same defense from last season, which was literally – you know, like the third best defense in the NFL on metrics. So uh, I'm really in on this. Did you watch much of this game, Benny, or no? Uh, no, I just saw uh, some red zone highlights. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I thought it was a lock the whole time, so I wasn't really paying attention to it. Um, it was in – it was a main part of both my parlays. And you were confident. You didn't even want to watch. You said, I'm good with that one. Oh, yeah, I knew. I knew it was a lock. I did too. That was part of one of my parlays. Um, <laughs> but I watched it because I love Tom Brady like I love pretty much any human. So yep. really enjoy seeing him still be able to throw the ball well. <laughs> like 
watching watching Drew Brees makes me appreciate Tom Brady so much more, or Peyton Manning in that last season. Uh, the fact that Brady's much older than either of them are or were and doing and still being able to air it out and had to bump on his ball. You say a lot of people say Russell Wilson wants to play into his forties. If I'm Russell Wilson, I call up Brady and I say, give me on the TB 12 method stat. I want to yeah. be like you because uh, this is unprecedented what we're seeing. And it's, it's brings a tear to my eye because I, I love it. And I think that he's going to have great stats this season. He's my MVP pick. Now, He's not in the running right now because Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind, as is Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. They're all playing better than him. But it, if he continues the stats that he put up today, he's going to be in the conversation at the end of the season. And they're going to win a lot of football games. I, I like this Bucks team. And I think he made the good choice in, in free agency going there. Uh, that, that's really all I have to say. Do you got anything, Stephen, for this one, my boy? Uh, no, I was so sure this wasn't going to be a good game. I just money lined. Uh, Bucks and just didn't even watch it. Your own team, you said, "Fuck them, you're out." You said, yeah, I'm, said, I'm, I'm done so, with this team." <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about picking a new team. I'm nah, tired of watching shitty teams. You nah, won a I'm Super Bowl more recent than most teams. Yeah, there's only two other teams that have won a Super Bowl more recently than your team. The Patriots <laughs> are three teams: the Patriots, Eagles, and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah out, it's all know. been downhill since then. It has, it has, yeah. but. If they get Trevor Lawrence, he'll be right back in. Yeah, um, I'll be I'll be get that jersey right away. The next team, the next game is Patriots Raiders. The Raiders were an under the radar. Get it? Radar. Raider. Raid. Well, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I didn't write that down either. I just I, I literally made that up as I was thinking. Uh, that's not that clever though. So what am I even boasting about? So the Raiders were one of the most under the radar two and O teams. They <laughs> they did really good. In the first, they scored they scored over thirty points the first two weeks, right? They beat the Panthers, which is not that impressive. But then they mm-hmm. then they really took it to the Saints, and yeah. they came into New England. And I, I had money on New England because I I loved how New England looked against the the Seahawks last last Sunday night. But I was kind of nervous, and the first quarter went bad for New England. Did either of you watch much of this game? Um, uh, yeah, I was paying attention to it. Okay. So the first quarter, it did not look that good for New England, right? And one of those turnovers on Josh Jacobs was a pretty bad call. Uh, they, got, they got hosed because Josh Jacobs clearly recovered the fumble. And there's video, there like, was a video of it, and then the Patriots guy comes out of the pile. But Jacobs was on the ground with a ball in his arms. And so I'm, not, I'm happy about the call, but yeah. it was a bad call. And so um, – we could talk about the refs too more. We didn't really talk about the refs in the Cowboys Seahawks game, but that was a pretty or, good or the or the uh, Rams. Uh, we, I mentioned that, but it was, okay. but the the there was refereeing in pro sports just pisses me off because it is a hard job. I get that, but they Definitely. are paid an extreme amount of money to get things right, and when they miss such easy things, especially under review things, uh, it really puts into question the integrity of the game. And it happens in basketball. It happens in baseball. It happens in football. And it's 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 I I, I know I don't think they're betting on the games or anything, right? Because it's like some minute stuff that's happening. But it's really annoying play by play to where refs can dictate what actually the game script is. And they they do it in multiple sports and multiple times to where it, it does come to question some integrity on it. Um, that the the Raiders call. I don't think is was that big or monumental. I mean, they would have scored points, which points matter in the NFL, duh. 
Captain Obvious. <laughs> Captain <again>. Obvious. <laughs> uh, but I still think the Patriots looked really good. Rex Burkhead looked great. And I love this team. I, I really do. The James White, his, uh, his dad passing in the car crash and his mom in intensive care. It feels like this team really loves each other. And I mean, it would be the same with Brady there, but it's, it's, it seems like they've, everybody's banded around James White and everybody loves Cam. And it's, it feels like a great team, team camaraderie thing. And Cam Newton has went past my expectations. I didn't say it on the podcast at all when we did this and it was in the off season. I was fully in on Jared Stidham. I bought a jersey, okay? I canceled <laughs> that because it still hasn't yet. arrived yet. But I bought a Jared Stidham jersey, okay? Not one of my proudest moments. And I like Stidham, actually. I was, very, I was bought in. And I was like, we don't, we don't need Cam. Uh, all these things. I was like, I'm good with Stidham. Let's just roll with the new guy instead of Cam. I'm wrong. I'm very happy that I was wrong. When they signed Cam, I immediately pivoted. I was like, this is the greatest thing. They're back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I, I'm, a, I'm basically, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not a legitimate uh, person. Homer. You're just a huge homer. I wouldn't even say I'm a homer. I think that Cam Newton's been great for them. Has he not? No, he, he has. has. He has been. And so um, I would just really – I thought Jared Stidham was good. And I, I, maybe he is good still, but – Yeah, you think he's, Stidham is good is the homer part. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe he's still good, though. I don't know. I'm not out. Yeah. I, I did tweet, funny tweet that I tweeted during this game. And I was like, I'm officially out on Sony Michelle. <laughs> and then the next play he got like a 25 yard run which was the best run he's got in like a year and hey, i'm like how about oh. burkhead scoring three can you not interrupt me come on no come on. i had a funny tweet i did i said <laughs> officially out on sony michelle and then the next play he got like a 25 <laughs> yard run and i said okay i'm back in and he had a great game and i think his career was on the line this game just for what it's worth because they started using that taylor guy who i still don't know his first name number 42 and I think Sonny Michelle was like, uh-oh, I might not actually play anymore. And he came back in and ran hard that I have not seen him run like since the AFC championship game in the Super Bowl. So Sonny Michelle, you're back in my good graces. Not that it matters, but you're welcome on the pod anytime. Any Patriot is honestly, I would love to, I would love to talk about Bill Belichick. And it's J- JJ. Yep. Who? <laughs> JJ Taylor. Oh, JJ Taylor. Yeah. He's allowed on the pod anytime. But I think Sonny Michelle really played good. Now, Benny, to, 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 give, to give the white running back credit, yes, Rex Burkhead, Sexy Rexy, hell of a game. And Three he, touchdowns on like 10 touches or something, 12? He's really, he's really underrated. And that's the reason I say all the time I would never pay running backs outside of like Barkley and Kamara and, and Zeke and, you know, that, that level of running back. Because I think you can get yeah. production from, from, you know, not no names, but uh, – a committee backfield that does a lot of good things. Rex Burke had never fumbles. And that's the biggest thing. And he's a, he's a good runner and he's a great pass catcher. And they Nebraska have him. Corn Husker. Yep. Yep. Classic corn Husker. And they have him for really cheap. And I think he's a free agent after this year. They might have him for next year, but he's a good player. And he had a great game. And after the game, which is why I talked about their team camaraderie. Uh, he was like in tears talking about James White. And uh, it was a, it was a really, it was a really touching moment that all the players like were talking, like how they, how they, you know, feel for, for feel for James. And yeah. uh, because I mean, that is a total tragedy. So yeah. Uh, he's going to probably be back next week. And I mean, I hope, I hope he is, but if he take all the time he needs, but they did, they're doing this running attack against Seattle and against, and against uh, the Raiders today without their best running back. Because James White is their best running back. And I think next week when Harris comes back, the uh, 
Damian Harris from Alabama, if you recall, Alabama fame. I think he's going to be their best running, running back, running back, like the runner of the football. And James White will be the best, you know, pass catching back still. I'm excited for this team, man. And I cannot wait to see where, where it goes. I do. I'm the sky's the limit to me. The bills are going to be a hard team to beat, but I'm in again. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. I came into this year saying, I'm okay. If we have a bad year, uh-uh. we want, I want the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. I want, I want the ring. I'm not predicting the ring, but I want it. Uh, and I think that there's a possibility. There's a there's a way it can happen. The the, the Patriots brand of football is uh, is there. And I can tell you this, you know who wants to ring more than anybody in the world? Bill Belichick. Oh yeah. You betting against Bill? I wouldn't. So, with that being said, we're gonna go through these other these other things pretty quickly. What should the Vikings do? Anybody <laughs> anybody have a good answer for that? Um. What can they do? They can tank. Yeah, fire, fire. Uh, I think their team's too good to tank. Is it? This week they should have won the game and they they choked it, right? Yeah. yeah they, no. So so they they had the ball. Um. The okay, the Titans had a a game. Uh, you know, a, a lead clinching drive. Right. The Vikings got the ball back with plenty of time to score. All they needed was a field goal. And they literally choked it away. They they had a a, a botched snap. Uh, oh, yep, I saw that drive on red zone. Yeah, and then yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins threw the ball directly at Jadavion Clowney, like while he was. In, <laughs> it was just bad. It was just. It was. It was uh, so here's what I'm saying: that what should the Vikings do? They should tank this season, and they should get one of the quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is a free agent after this year. He's not the guy that they wanted. The team. On DVOA, I think don't or yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saw this stat was better with Case Keenum than it is with Kirk Cousins, uh, which makes no sense because their team is their team was better with Kirk Cousins than it was with Case Keenum because there's health, more healthy players. Kirk Cousins sucks. He's an average quarterback. You're not going to win because of him, but you will lose because of him. And he has not been good this year. And it kind I kind of saw this coming. I think I said this in our previous show. I think the Vikings will be pretty good, but most seasons it's Vikings are good. Then the next year they're bad. And this was the, the trace back year. Now good for them because I think they have a first round pick. And if they do, you take one of the QBs, move on from Kirk Cousins and his big contract, get one of the young QBs, bring in a new coach and make Darian happy. Because I was yeah. talking to Darian. He's not a happy camper right now. So uh, this, this season's over for him. They're in a division where the other the two top of the leaderboard are three and zero. So, good luck. I just want to say really quickly, we are blessed as as fans, as a Seahawks fan and you as a Patriot fan, because I remember fuck the Broncos though, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucked. Actually, he's he's a he's a mercenary now. He said he's leaving the Broncos fandom. You got a Super Bowl recently, but dude, could you imagine being a fan of a t- of a team? I mean. It would suck if they were terrible every year, but also a team that just kind of like the Seahawks used to be, where they'd be they'd be decent, they'd be just good enough to to get your attention and you know have you invested, but then squandered away every year. That 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 it was it was kind of depressing being a Seahawks fan before. Uh, obviously, I mean they went to the Super Bowl uh, with Matt Hasselbeck, but you know before like good ref game in twenty two thousand five. By the way, really good ref, <laughs> perfectly ref. That game was ref perfectly. By the way. <laughs> Screw you. 
They got no, this no. game stolen from them. I mean, what, can, what else can you say? It sucked to be like a Bengals fan, a freaking Browns fan, Vikings. You, you know, know Jets. I'm not trying to group the Vikings with the Browns and Bengals, but. Well, here's the thing. I'm obviously the most, the most blessed. Because every year I expect a Super Bowl, and every year that doesn't happen, yeah. it's like it's a disappointment. And I mean, yeah. since I've been alive, so 1996, they got to the Super Bowl in 1996. But uh, realistically, since I watched football, which was 2001, was I was five, and I didn't know much. But they got to the Super Bowl 2001, 2003, 2004, 2007, 2011, then 2014-15, or 2014-2016-2017-2018, and that was it. I think that's it. They've been there about nine times since I've been alive. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's glorious. I mean, I expected this year to be a trace back, but look at me. I'm so greedy. I'm saying we're going back. And if we aren't, I'm going to be pissed. So, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be the same with everybody, right? Once Wilson leaves, you're going to be like, you're, the next guy comes in, you're going to be like, well, we're going to be good. And then you win a couple games, you're going to be like, oh, we, we might make the playoffs. You'll be delusional. I'm sure. I'm sure Vikings fans were delusional after they lost. The, lost I the hope Russell Wilson time. never plays a game in another uniform. Yeah, guess what? I said that about Brady. I'm happy he's gone. I'm all with Cam now. It sucks for like two weeks. You're very sad. I'm naming my first child Brady, okay? I'm committed. My first son. Naming my first son Brady Tom Redke, okay? I'm committed to that. But Tom Brady's gone. Bye. I'm happy with Cam now. My second son might be named Cam. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I'm very happy about this. Uh, So, no, we're very blessed. I think that there's a little bit of more moxie in the people that are fans of bad teams. Now you named the, the the Vikings. The Vikings have been to the or the NFC. They've Champions. been good, yes. They've yeah, been they, good. they they aren't as cursed as you know the Jaguars. Lions. Have the Lions the, the Jaguars have been to an AFC Championship in the last five years? Yeah, but, the Lions I mean, have never got there. I don't think so. Teams like that, the Browns have been bad since uh, since my parents were born. You know, yeah. it's like when Jim Brown was in Jets his days. Have been bad for a long. I mean, they were they were all they were pretty good when. Uh, yeah, but the Jets are the funniest ones, and we're you know what? That's a good segue because that's our next topic. Um, yeah. You're right. Being a fan of a bad team is is pretty shitty. But this is the next topic. Should New York lose both of their football teams? Uh, well, both of them play in New Jersey, so they already technically have. But uh-huh. are do those do they deserve those teams? No, those teams I, should be playing in in Missoula. And in uh, and in Carson City, or uh, not? No. Uh, what's what's the what's the capital of Wyoming? It's Carson. It's not Carson City. That's Nevada's capital. I'm no, Wyoming. Uh, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, Cheyenne or, yes. Or Cody. You no, know, it's Cheyenne. I think uh, Jackson Hole. Let's do Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Let's give them to Jackson Hole. I know <laughs> that's, that's not the capital. Cool. That's where Kanye lives. Um, they they shouldn't be playing in New York. I don't have much else to say. I, <laughs> I just think that the Jets, it's hilarious every year. St. Louis, send a team to St. Louis. Sure. That's a little too good for them. That's too good for them. <laughs> St. Louis is a, fine, is a fine metropolitan area. I mean, I wouldn't want to live there, but I, would, I think you need to send these teams to, to the states where all you have is outdoorsman things, so nobody South cares Dakota. about football that much. North Dakota. Let's give, Dakota, let's give the yeah. Giants to North Dakota, the Jets to South Dakota. How about Keep that? Keep the rivalry going. Keep the rivalry going. Keep the it going. The Dakota Giants. I'm saying this. North Joe Dakota Judge. Giants. Joe Judge after this game, who they lost to a, a, a 49ers team. I'm going to find this tweet, and you're going you're gonna to say, whoa, what, huh? It's unbelievable. Who, what, who, what? 
they didn't just oh. lose they didn't just lose a close game to the 49ers, right? They lost to the the worst of the worst. Like the 49ers didn't have any starters in and they they got embarrassed. It was a total embarrassment. I'm looking for the tweet. I the know the 49ers I, practice squad beat them. Basically. Basically. And where is this tweet? Okay. If I can't find this tweet, I just wasted way too much time. So that's why I want to find it. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to find it. I'm already yesterday. Either way. <laughs> okay. Keep talking, boys. Keep talking. I need to find this tweet. Come on. Keep talking. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, got it. Got it. Shut up, baby. North Dakota okay. Giants. The 49ers are missing their starting quarterback, their running back one, their running back two, their tight end one, their tight end two, their wide receiver one, their cornerback one, their cornerback two, their cornerback four, their D and <laughs> one, D and three, D and four, D and five, linebacker two, wide receiver four, wide receiver five, and their center one. They were winning to the Giants. They were beating the Giants by 10 at halftime. They blew them out, I think, 35 to nine. Something like that. This had 409 yards. The Giants total had 175 yards. Um, It's embarrassing. And you know what Joe Judge's response was? We're going to do some blue-collar work this week to get better. Huh? I like that. That's football talk right there. You're going to do what? (laughs) You're going to do some plumbing? (laughs) Forestry? You're you're going to be in New York. Walk, you're gonna you're, you're gonna do some carpentry. You're gonna roof a deck, or you're gonna you're gonna put a roof on a house, like roof a deck. It makes <laughs> roof a deck, roof a deck, <laughs> put, put put tile on the deck, uh, shingles on the deck. Sorry, I know uh, I'm a this guy's a blue collar guy. I watched. Yeah, Sterling is obviously a blue collar guy. <laughs> I watched. I watched the that that CBS series. Okay, hell of a show. What? Tough as nails. One of the best reality <laughs> shows I've ever watched in my life. Oh, Tough as nails. Yeah, you get a truck, <laughs> a nice truck, and you get you get a you get a roofing job for the summer. Um, no, it's that embarrassing. The Giants good. are embarrassing. There was a better that put so much money on oh my, Daniel Jones' stat line and five hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh. If you do and that to me, five hundred thousand for Giants to cover too. If you bet a mill. Yeah. Guess what? If oh. you do that to me, I'm out forever. I'm never coming back. So he lost a million dollars today. He's How much did I lose? He's, he was laundering a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, he lost a million. Uh, but that's enough for the Giants. I thought this game would be close. Honestly, I said I would not bet this game. I was wrong. When you lose, I bet against the Giants every time. <laughs> yeah, I bet against the Giants every time. When you lose to a team like this, that is literally with their backup players, and you get embarrassed. It's not even a close game. It. What are you doing? And Joe Judge shouldn't have got that coaching job either. He got it because he knew Saban and Belichick, and they're probably like bulimic right now that they got him a job. <laughs> They're really like, this yeah. is my coaching tree that is getting that's getting shit on. So uh let's just say Belichick Sycamore is not be is not being done well right now with Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Um the the Jets, on the other hand, now they were even better. They did not play the second string Colts team, but the Colts are a second string team in themselves. They lost. Can you guess the score right now, Benny? Without looking at it? If you have no. it, it's okay. 36 to 7. Oh, Sam Darnold had 168 yards, one touchdown, three interception. Two of those were pick sixes. He got uh, safety before he got safety. Um, Frank Gore, 57, 3.8 yards per carry. That's pretty good. The Colts, the Colts didn't even. Did the score? Did the Colts score like three defensive touchdowns? Two pick sixes, I think. Two pick sixes and a fumble six, I think, is what they got. What? I played Brandon, and he had 28 points out of his defense, so it was something like that. 
36 to 7, Adam Gase will be fired on Thursday night or Friday morning because they play the, the Broncos this next week. And uh, when they lose to Jeff Driscoll or so. Ripien or whatever, Bortles. or Blake Bortles, when they, they're going to lose this next Thursday. And I remember in our preview show, Benny, I said, I think the Jets are going to be pretty decent this year. Ooh. <laughs> Whoops. Ooh. Whoops. <laughs> That's a bad beat. That's uh, a bad yeah, beat. it's not the best prediction by me. I'll say this. I didn't expect this. This team is is worse than the Miami Dolphins were last season when everybody started saying they're going to go on 16 because this team is worse. Coach. It's worse coach. He's going to be he's going to be fired, but it's worse coached and the players are worse. So I don't you, know where the Jets go from Darnold here. Darnold still? Do you still believe Darnold? Here's the thing. I think Darnold's super talented. I just think he's I think he's done. I think his career is done. He's been coached into the ground and yeah. it's I don't know if he can come back from this, which sucks. I mean, you know what? Never mind. He can come back from this because somebody like Ryan Tannehill has, but he's probably going to be a backup. Tannehill wasn't – Tannehill was better, though. He had better stats than Darnold, but I would say that those Dolphins teams was better than this Jets team. Yeah. Like the Jets – I'm looking at the Jets receivers right now. Braxton Berrios. Yeah. Rashad Perryman's like their best. He wasn't. He didn't play today. I don't think, or else he's he was on the yet. he was on the stat line. Uh, it's Luke Cager, L Cager. Uh, Chris Herndon is good. The fourth. <laughs> the fourth. Chris Herndon the fourth. But I'm looking at these people. I have no clue who. Oh, Chris Hogan's on the team. God, fall from grace. Sorry, Chris. Hogan's heroes. Yeah, I. All I'm saying is this: get Gase out of there and give give Sam Darnold some help. Give him, give him, give him therapy. He needs it. Okay. Both New York teams should lose their teams, right? We're, we're all in the grands. Dakota should get them. Both Dakotas. Yeah. Yes. North Dakota Giants. South Dakota Jets. Jets. Cool. Okay. We're going to go really fast on this game because I, I bet it and I just wanted to talk about it. The Eagles suck. I'm out on Carson Wentz as well. And I have said, I've been an adamant Carson Wentz defender because I think he's super talented. I, I was wrong. He missed Miles Sanders on a third and 10 on a wide open touchdown where nobody was within 10 yards of him. And he overthrew him by 15 yards. Good quarterbacks don't do that. So uh, he has, he has some shitty weapons on offense a lot of the time, but he sucks too. He throws reckless picks and Doug Peterson should think about the hot seat as well. There should be a hot pad on his seat. I know he won't get fired, but yeah, they they punted the game away instead of trying to kick the field goal. And they took a delay game, and a fa- the false start's unexcusable. But they did a false start and then a delay game, and they punted the game away instead of trying to kick a field goal to get the win. They're 0-2. So instead of trying to go for the win, they played for the 0-2-1 tie. They're, they're trash. So uh, I have not much else to say about this. I won my parlays because a tie gets them out of the parlay, but my odds weren't good. So I basically went even on the day. I won a little money on football. It was because of the Packers, but it was uh, the Eagles really, really screwed my day. And I watched that game in immense anger. I said, if the Eagles win this game, I'll buy a Carson Wentz jersey. I was lying. I would not have done that. But I, I wanted some good, some good karma just in case. Uh, maybe, if I, maybe if that happened and I didn't go through with it, I would have been screwed for the rest of my bets. So maybe I'm in a good, good position. But yeah, the Eagles, they're done. They're blacklisted not betting on them anymore so add them to the add them to the yeah. list yeah can't trust them 
No, you can't can't trust them when you're when you're when you tie the Bengals. Oh, fun I fact. Trust them against the Jets, though. Yes, I do. I trust them against the Jets. <laughs> but I feel like it's a stupid it's a stupid trust because let's let's be real. The Jets are going to get their first win against them or something. True, true, true. true. <laughs> the uh, the funny stat of the day. The funny stat of the day, if it's if I have it here, and if I don't, you know what? I'm not going to spend time on it. Basically, there's been like 18 ties since 2000, and the Eagles and Bengals have been two of those ties, and they only play each other once every four years. So, um, and Carson Wentz has tied them twice. I know that. I know the 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 ties were within within Carson Wentz's career. So, pretty pretty crazy. And honestly, skills. It's the this team. This Eagles team won the Super Bowl two years ago. Crazy. That's crazy. Three years ago, if you're if you count, if you're saying like, you know, last year's Super Bowl didn't count as this year. So it was three years ago, but they've gone from that to being they're not good. Simple yeah. as that. Okay, so one more break. We're gonna do a little bit of a finals preview, and then we're gonna do a MLB preview. So after the finals preview, you can turn the show off. But to save you at the end, we're, we're talking just briefly about Monday Night Football. So we will be right back. This podcast is also sponsored by Herman Miller Chairs. I'm sitting in one of these bad boys right now. Let me tell you, it's worth every dollar. Don't look up the price. Way too expensive. But uh, I'm humble bragging that I bought one. And uh, I really enjoy it. And if you have the budget for one of these bad boys, I cannot suggest another chair. Uh, my first sit was uh was one of the best feelings of my life i was on cloud nine similar to when the patriots win a super bowl or uh when lebron scores 50 that's how i felt when i sat in this chair so okay we are back and that was some good talk about the nfl always always fun with these two with these two of my uh my buddies so let's talk let's pivot here we have a finals matchup we got the lakers and the heat and I'll go first here because I'm more excited about these finals than I am about a lot of things uh, in in sports. So my prediction is this. Lakers in five, maybe six. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are two of the top five players in the NBA. Series is, are usually dictated by the best players unless another team is overwhelming to the other. I'm saying 2015 uh, Golden State over the Cavs where it was LeBron versus the first iteration with Curry, Clay, Draymond, all those role players. And uh, then I'd say in 2017 and 18, when it was KT and Curry just killing them. So with that being said, I truly think this Lakers team is special. I think they were the best team all season. I picked them to win the championship on my previous show all the way back. Uh, I thought they would have beat the 76ers is what I think it was. I I wouldn't listen to it, but I forgot because I've been drinking. So I think I said the 76ers, and I think I'm going to be right here. The Heat are a good matchup. They're not a great matchup. They play a zone defense that's easily explosable by, by players like LeBron. And really what it breaks down to is who can get a bucket. And I said this to Ty because Ty's thinking of betting the Heat. Uh, do you have confidence in the final two minutes that somebody on that team can score at will? And with the Heat, I don't have confidence in any of those players. Some would say Jimmy Butler. Some would say Tyler Hero. Now, I really like Tyler Hero. I'm not, as, I'm not as warm on Jimmy, but I think he's a good player. I don't think that you can be confident that those people can go out and get their own shot if other people are locked down. So I do feel that way, though, about LeBron and about Anthony Davis, obviously, because they have a track record, and I don't think anybody can stop LeBron or Davis. I'm well invested into this 
uh, ser- series. I'm going to bet a lot of money on the Lakers and a lot of money per game. And I am more confident that they're going to win the finals than just about any other uh, thing in sports. And I've been confident about that since the season started, since the bubble started, even when they played bad, and since the playoffs started. It's, uh, they're the best team in, in the league. They have two of the top five players. And it's, it's LeBron's 17th season. Have you heard that before? They talk about it literally every single game. But it's, it's truly magnificent. And I said this to one of my friends on Twitter, that him being to nine finals in 10 years and, and then Brady being into nine Super Bowls in his career are things we'll never see again in our lives. And we don't appreciate greatness until it's no longer here. And what we're seeing LeBron do, which he's 35, and he's basically averaging like a 30-point triple-double yet again in the playoffs, that's unheard of. And he is – he's – I think LeBron is the greatest athlete in the history of athletics, probably of sport. And you can make arguments with other people. Fine. Yeah. I don't really care. I think he is the best. He has been doing this at such a high level since about 2006. He's been the best player in, in, in his sport. We're now in 2020. That's 14 years of being either the best or arguably the best. And this year, I'll say it, I, I think he's already the best ever after the Cavs final where they beat the Warriors a 3-1 thing. But this will be one decade, three teams, three championships, three times being the best player on your team, beating uh, that beating that that Warriors team is is probably the greatest single accomplishment ever. It's literally <laughs> giant slain. And this year, it just seems like it's, it's poetic. After Kobe's death and everything, uh, obviously that seems like it was so long ago, but that was still within yeah. this year. I'm, I'm, I'm all invested in this Lakers team, and I, I think they'll win it this year. And I'll say a little hot take here. I think there's a good chance they can run it back next year. It'll be harder, but I'm, I do think LeBron has three years left, including this year, so two years after this of being at his level. He's not, he's not at the level he was in 2013. Uh, he's just not, it's, he's not as fast or as dominant, but he's better at passing. He can still guard anybody in the league one-on-one better than probably anybody besides Kawhi when he actually wants to. And he is, he's just, he's just the, the penultimate athlete. The, the, the person that I would say, if I had to pick one, one athlete to like prototype. Yeah. The prototype athlete. Yeah. And uh, Anthony Davis is no slouch. And so Anthony Davis is probably the best big man that we've seen since, since Duncan, KG, Shaq, and, all, and that ilk, right? I mean, since that era of big men, and he's the best of this era, and he's in his prime. And the one thing that I said at the, at the, during the playoffs when they first started was he needs to be more, more action-oriented and stop passing off and being passive. And he has done that. And what he did in that last game against the Nuggets, I think he scored the first 12 points. And then LeBron scored the last 12. They're the best duo that I can, I can think of. And people would say, well, Dwayne Wade and LeBron was, was better. Kobe and Shaq was better. Uh, I don't know about that because I don't think Kobe was at his prime when he played with Shaq. I don't think, I don't think Wade and LeBron are better than Wade or better than LeBron and Davis. And then honestly, any other, any other duo you use, like if you do magic and Kareem magic was a rookie Kareem was an old, was older. Uh, that's more similar to this, but still, I think LeBron's at a higher level now than Matt, than Kareem was then. And Davis is at a higher level than magic was with the age discrepancies. So I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm really, I'm really hyped up for this series. I think this, the narratives write themselves. Obviously the, we talked about that. The, the Lakers 
Celtics storyline is probably more entertaining because of the the best rivalry in sports. But I think for modern day basketball fans, this is probably the best thing they can get because it is a team that, you know, we all remember when LeBron was on the heat, you know, we don't really remember the Lakers Celtics rivalry when it was hot back in the eighties. We weren't alive. So all we know is the footage. I don't remember that one. They played in, they played in, they played in 2010 and 2008, but that was still, you know, before we really, really actually were knowledgeable about sports by any, any standard, right. We were, 12 years old so we were rooting for a team but it's not like we knew much so i don't know i'm hyped for this so sorry for taking so long on that what do you guys feel are either of you contrarian uh, are you going with the heat no i think i think you're right the lakers are gonna win the series because they got the two best players in the series and i i mean you made a great case for you know the fact that who are you gonna trust in crunch time to get the bucket for the heat um, I, I think it'll be a competitive series all the way through. The Heat will, um, you know. I don't think the Heat will give up. They'll be sure. scrappy. They'll be scrappy. The games will be close. They'll be tight. But, yeah, I think that you, yeah. I say, you yeah. know. So what I, what, what I was also going to say is that everybody is saying, well, this, this, uh, this Heat team is really good at defense, better than the Nuggets, which is true. The Nuggets are not good at defense. But the best defensive team in the in the playoffs has been the Lakers by pretty substantial margins on on the analytics and the metrics. When the one game where the Lakers were getting blown out in that series was against the Nuggets game four, you know, if you remember watching that a couple of days ago, hopefully you watched that. It was a great game. <laughs> they were getting blown out. And what they did was they went to a zone and they completely stifled the Nuggets for about five minutes there. And they, they burnt themselves out because they were playing extremely aggressive and hard defense, which is why they ended up losing the game. But they went from an 18-point deficit to, I think, three in the matter of four minutes because they wouldn't allow the Nuggets to score. If they play that type of defense against the Heat, the Heat aren't scoring. And that's because the Heat don't have a better player than the Nuggets have, and either Murray or Jokic. So um, sorry to interrupt you a little bit, but I, I, I think that – People are gonna put a lot of a lot of like ideas behind the Heat beating the Lakers, but they did that with the Nuggets, they did that with the Rockets, and they did that with the Blazers, honestly. And yeah. it's just gonna be like that because people want to be contrarian. But the Miami Heat could win the series. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just on paper, it's not close. Just like I said, it's not close in the Nuggets series. It's just not. One team is superior to the other because they have the better players, the better top of the line players. And we're not talking like, we're not talking about just having slightly better players. It's the best player. And then uh, probably a top five player that are yeah. both at, you know, at least Davis is at the peak of his and he prime. don't even have a top 10 player, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be hard for them to win. Uh, I, like I said, I got the Lakers winning. We will talk more about it after the first game because, honestly, I, I think that that'll show a lot. If the Heat want to win the series, they have to win the first game. If they lose the first game, I don't think there's a chance. Uh, Steven, give me your give me your take because uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say. No, yeah, we talked about this a little before the podcast, but I, I really feel like the, the narrative kind of writes itself. I think the Lakers are going to win it pretty easily. I If it was the Celtics, I would say probably 4-1, but – I. I think with the key, it's going to be 4-2. Does this change people's, people's mind 
is or is everybody it's kind of like politics right is everybody on no. the on the yeah. everybody's already set in stone on, on yeah like? no one's no one's changed. even i feel like even if lebron won more than michael they would be like well he won three in a row twice and so yeah, i think it would doesn't so it's matter. always goalpost moving yeah there's always gonna be goalpost moving especially with lebron and michael it's just who you grew up with like I talked to my grandpa, and he's huge into basketball, and he, he his pick is, like, completely different. He thinks it's Kareem, so it doesn't really matter. It's just, like, the era oh. you grew up in. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always – I'm always a little uh, – I'm always a little on the on the Koozie fence, honestly, like Bob Koozie. Yeah. yeah. Um, for real. My grandpa actually worked with him at the post office. Pretty crazy. Bob Koozie? No, they didn't work, with, they didn't work with the post office. No, it's uh, no, no, he was just <laughs> – <laughs> Kareem, he's supposed to post on. I get the joke. Bar- Sorry, Bar- no, Malone, no. the mailman. Oh, God. yeah, that was, a, that was a good actual joke. mailman. That was yeah. A good joke. Um, no, yeah, the, we don't need to really expand on this that much more. I just uh, the NBA Finals. I am very. I love. I love playoff basketball. I think it's. I think oh, yeah. that and then playoff football are my two favorite things in life. Honestly, like I, I love playoff basketball. And the bubble has been amazing because we were so deprived of sports for so long and that uh we were seeing some really good basketball and it's been elite it's been elite so far and um i do think that the buck or not the buck sorry the the heat beat (laughs) a pretty good a pretty good echelon of teams to get here and they've overachieved and i i'm i'm confident that they're going to be that they're going to be well prepared and well coached because spolstra is a great coach and i said this i said this i think spolstra and brad stevens are the second and third best coach after Nick Nurse right now, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be ready. And the narratives, like Steven said, write themselves. LeBron is playing his old team against his old coach. Pat Riley said some very, uh, very, uh, you know, not not the best things that would fly today when LeBron left the team. And I and LeBron remembers grudges, so I'm excited for it. That's all I can say. And we will talk more about it as the games go on.